Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Memorial Day Monday, and the Maryland Terrapins are your 2022 national champions of college lacrosse. I am Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Brother Dukes on the mic. Dukes, the Terps, they cap off the undefeated season. They cement themselves as one of the most dominant teams in the history of the game how are you feeling today as another college lacrosse season has come to an end? Feel, feel good for Maryland and the, and the state of Maryland, the Terp Nation, uh, winning their first Mickey Mouse title. Um, they didn't beat enough ACC schools, in my opinion, for this title to count. So, yeah, I mean, it's a title nonetheless, but there's definitely going to be an asterisk next to it in the history book, some are saying. Well, I mean, they beat the the ACC co-champion and like beat the fucking piss out of them twice. So I think that beating Virginia twice by a combined, what was that, uh, 11 goals the first go around and then a, and then a comfortable not. So by a combined 20 goals. And then they also beat Notre Dame earlier in the season. And, they, and then they beat Syracuse. So, I mean, all right. So they didn't, they didn't play UNC. So because they didn't play Chris Gray, Colin Krieg and like seven other guys. Uh, yeah, I guess. I didn't say it was a Mickey Mouse title, but I'm saying people are calling it a Mickey Mouse title. <laughs> no, but good I, for Maryland. I'm, I'm happy that they won. I was rooting for them just to like finish off the perfect season. I'm glad they're like not one of those teams that are like the what if. I mean, last year they're undefeated going into the title game. Obviously, Virginia was a tall task last year, but. Yeah, it's um, I'm happy that they just got it done and it wasn't a what if situation. I, I am. So I, I wrote something about this in a blog I wrote earlier today. Um, I'm curious what other people think. I like I think. All right. So had let's say let's say Cornell goes out there and they decide that they're not going to shoot 15 times stick side high on Logan McNaney and they actually put the ball in the back of the net and they complete the comeback and they they slay the dragon. Right. Like, let's say they pull off one of the greatest upsets that we've ever seen in college across and they knock off Maryland in this final game. Would that have been incredibly entertaining for today? Absolutely. But I think like as time would go on, I feel like we would just forget about the 2022 season as a whole, because it's like, yeah, like the best team ever didn't win the national championship. We would forget it. Like we would remember that game sure a little bit, but like now because Maryland, they were able to cap this off. They were able to win throughout the whole season in such dominant fashion, become the first undefeated national champ since that 2006 Virginia team. Like, I think now like we have something that we'll, we'll always remember this 2022, like the same way. Like when you look back on 2006, you think about that Virginia team. When you look back on 2005, you think about that Hopkins team. Like now, 20 years from now, when you look back on 2022, like you're not going to remember anything besides that greatest Maryland team of all time. Yeah. I mean, I kind of said this earlier in the season or maybe right before the tournament where like, there's no, I'll be like, I compared it. There's no, there's no like big recruiting name that like is like a Brennan O'Neill situation. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Virginia has a lot of the names. Duke has a lot of these names that stand out. So, like, yeah, if Maryland did, like I said, the most talented, best team I've ever seen in my lifetime, but they didn't ever have a cap, cap, capsulating, a big name. Caps, capsulating? capsulating. Yeah. Well, I think maybe you're thinking of like a captivating. Captivating. Yeah. <laughs> captivating name. So, 
Yeah, which I mean, which is crazy because like they have a wartime finalist. Well, they're they, he's gonna be a wartime winner. Yeah, and a, and a first so, like I like Logan Wisnowskis is like the quietest lacrosse superstar of like he had a hundred points this season. He was a first overall pick in the PLL draft. He's going to win the Tawaraton and he just won a national championship. And like he's his name still just doesn't have quite the buzz. Like well, maybe it's the, it's the factor that Cork said today on this today during the game is you could take him off the team and they're still probably going to win. Yeah. Like that it's unfortunate, but it's kind of a reality, but the way that he was able to develop his game I think he like started off at Syracuse his freshman year leaves, goes home to Maryland. And he came in basically just a shooter, someone, a left big lefty shooter who could absolutely let it sting, but he dished out like 40 plus assists this year. His game grew like an insurmountable amount. So um, credit to him. I mean, I don't know, Maryland. I feel like they, we said, people said it in 17, 17, they finally got over the hump with Tillman. Now it's like, they're kind of they got number two under his belt. Like they're they're a scary, scary program for until that man hangs it up. Yeah. I mean, I like I you could the narrative I feel like for Maryland was like obviously like 2017 happened, and that's awesome. Shout out Rambo and Heacock and, and all those studs, but like like the narrative was like they were always going to get to the final four and then just never win on, on that Monday. Like that was just their MO for so many years in a row. And like, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, I guess it's like, like, what, what do you think? Like when you think about LeBron, like when I think about LeBron, I think about losing the finals. Uh, when I think about LeBron, I think about Kevin Durant, absolutely scram, like just fucking up the NBA for so many years. Like, okay, but but still, like I like I like just a guy who has just been to so many, like who has lost the most finals out of yeah, I anybody. Think of, I think so, of Maryland so, is Michigan State. Michigan State that college basketball, I think, has been to the more Final Fours, and they only have one championship, like in the past, like forty years or something. Right. So, like that, that was Maryland. Yeah. Up until like I think that this season as a whole, and then capping it off with the national championship today, was enough to to cancel out that narrative and now they're just a, a steady wagon. Yeah. Um, I, I completely, completely agree with that. I also think that like to some extent with the transfer portal, you know, I was thinking about this today. So you're an Ivy league kid. You're an ACC kid, right? Like if you're an ACC kid, you get your Duke, Duke degree, UNC degree, and then Georgetown calls calling up. They're like, Hey, you can actually get like your master's program here. We're not the ACC, but you already got your ACC playing days behind you. Come play in the Big East, compete with Denver for basically a Big East title, walk walk in with like a top five seed into the NCAA tournament. That's pretty appealing. And then you got Maryland. It's like, we're not in the ACC, but like you can come back home to Maryland, you know, because you might want to recruit some Maryland kids or like, like you want to play with your Philly kids. Come to Maryland, your ACC days, your Ivy Leagues, you already got those degrees. Come finish out at Maryland and like win a national championship. So like those are two, two of the more, most enticing schools for a reason to grab these Ivy league or ACC kids. Yeah. And then one of them, you're actually going to win tournament games for and sure. The other one, not yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're basically saying like, what are you picking between transfer portal? You should really only look at Georgetown or Maryland and be like, do you care more about your like degree? And maybe like, maybe make a quarterfinal or like break through to the final four, or, like win a fucking championship. It's ba- yeah. Like, do you want to be at the beach on Memorial day weekend or do you right. want to be like on a lacrosse field? 
and yeah, then, and, like, and then just make your call. I mean, hey, like some some people like some people but, like the beach. Yeah, some people like the beach. Um, no, but I'm, I'm like this game today. Uh, I like I think that this was it wasn't probably the cleanest way for Maryland to go out. Obviously, that fourth quarter was a bit of a scare. I think everyone saw them finally hit that wall. I mean, they had a long, long season of just kicking everybody's ass. Um, then they played that late game on Saturday. So everything really starting to catch up to them physically. And I mean, credit to, to Cornell for keeping this one tight the whole game. Like, you know, that when Maryland scored to make it nine, three, like there was like 27 minutes left in the game. And I think right then and there, I tweeted ball game. Cause like, I was like that. I mean, this team, like they're, they're finally getting all the, I mean, the skip passes from Kyle long to the Mayo were there the whole time uh, was Nauskis with a nasty low to high stick to that top right corner. Like it looked like they were ready to just step on Cornell's throats and then like not let up the rest of the way. Um, then they hit their wall and Cornell was able to go on a, on a nice little run, but I mean, they, they just never, at no point did Cornell fully take every single chance that Maryland was throwing their way to say, here, you guys can have the game if you will like it. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of thought that the game sucked. Like really wasn't any, like a fun game to watch. It, it was, it was pretty sloppy the whole, the whole time. Um, a lot of turnovers. I don't know if that's necessarily like Jake would always bring this up. Like, was it, he'll always bring it up on the other, on the other side around, like, was it good offense or was it just bad defense? I don't know if this was great defense or if it was just bad offense. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of turnovers was a lot of that probably due to the defenseman. Sure. But also, was it just like sloppy, like un, un, you know, unforced turnovers? Uh, yeah, a lot of that as well. Yeah, and it, it almost seemed like the Maryland passing lanes that are usually there weren't there. Um, I mean, Kyle Long had exceptional vision today. I think he had three assists. So mm. shout shout out to him. But I mean, Bubba, I think Bubba played very well. I think that. Dude, you know, just, Bubba, just, Bubba, Bubba had a great weekend. Great weekend, uh, like uh, just and and for all the haters out there, of of which there are one, um, just a like what what a way to close out that career at Maryland. I mean that that semifinal, like that block shot that he had in that semifinal game, where I mean he he was an inch away from just getting his skull completely ripped off of his body. Um, I mean, so that that block shot he had, he had a goal. Um, pretty, yeah, he had, he had a goal in that Princeton game, right? Am, am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Um, and then just just a few, just like incredible, just getting up and down the field in transition. Um, you know, some cause turnovers, getting the ball up on, on the first go around. Like he he was, and obviously he was hurting a little bit too. Like you saw him on the sideline getting the massage gun to the calf. Um, but the parts of the game where he wasn't like physically falling apart uh, was just a monster. And he, he had a great weekend. McNamee had a phenomenal weekend. I mean, both like both games, like, both games came into it. And I said, you have to, you just have to throw shots at him and just challenge him. I said, there's not too many games. You're going to have two games with 19 plus saves. He didn't have 19 saves today, but he had, he had 17, which isn't too bad in the, in the business. 
So, I mean, he, he kind of, as somebody who wasn't full, I was never fully on McNaney. He had a great, great weekend. I mean, he saw more shots this weekend than he's probably seen, all, like, realistically, like, all year. So, yeah, he I mean, up, he stepped up when they needed him to do the most because the deep, look, like, that fourth quarter, like, it really was starting to cave in on Maryland. Like, when you start letting a team believe that they're in the game, like, there was also some bad shot selection. I mean, right out of stick. I mean, if you want to make a comeback happen, stop shooting it out of stick. Like, he, they didn't make him work in the fourth quarter for those saves at all. Yeah, and, like, that's like that's the thing about McNaney, which is, like, it's, like it's, it's tough to, like, buy into him as a great goalie because the shots that, that Maryland defense gives up, like, none of them are, like, that high of danger shots. So, like, you're never seeing McNaney really have to, like, make this, like, miraculous save, right? Like, all of his are, are going to be coming from, you know, some, like, he's, he's going to be able to see the ball pretty well with the shots that that D in front of him is given up. In that fourth quarter, Cornell was getting to some dangerous spots. They were pushing the ball, and they were getting to where they wanted to go. But yeah, I mean, like a few really like killer saves from McNaney, but also he had so what seventeen on the day. What what do you think? Like thirteen of those were probably just popcorn right into a stick. Yeah, yeah, and look, you'll, you'll take them when you, however you can. Get oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's good positioning. But we're, gonna, we're gonna discard a good positioning now. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, that's I'm not saying thing. that that's on McNaney. I'm I'm saying that that's on Cornell for being like guys. Like maybe you probably could have shot anywhere else yeah and you are if we really want to talk about it um the Piatelli was completely a goal what no yes the the dive yeah no he he was in the crease before the ball went in no yes he was did you not watch that replay no i watched it like three times he goes he goes diving through takes the shot it hits off the pipe it hits off of McNaney's back as it's hitting McNaney's back. He lands in the crease mm. and then it trickles in. Mm, okay. I thought it just had to release his stick, get out of his stick before he was in the crease. No, it's, it's, it's gotta okay. go in. Okay. As, as yeah. As, well, as, that goes as, as, as the crease dive podcast, we gotta, we gotta tighten up on those rules though. I'm not, I've never been a rules guy. <laughs> I was always just trying to wait, find a way to break the rules. But I mean, who is Petrakis on Cornell? The faceoff guy had a day and a half. I thought. I mean, yeah, not like a day and a half, but kept Weirman below seventy percent, which is really speaking I mean, of like the thirteen to seven. So like, kind of slowed slowed Weirman down. They got some big faceoff wins at the end. Speaking of speaking of the faceoff guys, I love that Weirman took that first shot of the game, opening draw, wins it to himself, takes it down because you know, like in his mind every night before he went to bed since last Memorial day, he was thinking about that last shot he took against Virginia and all he wanted to do was avenge it. It didn't work out for him. Um, just he, he's not much of a shooter, but I'm, I'm glad that he like, he, he probably had it. He he's probably been thinking about winning the opening face off for a national championship game and going down and taking that shot for the last 300 64 days and I'm, I'm glad that he at least attempted it and i thought that we had potential uh i thought there was potential for the end of the game for maryland to lose on a face-off draw down the middle 
Oh, yes. my but God. I kept thinking imagine? About, I kept thinking about that, to be honest. Uh-uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, a 9-7 win for Maryland, a uh, huge win for, for John Tillman as far as a legacy goes. Um, a great start to the Connor Busick era in Cornell. I, I don't think that this will be the last time that we see Cornell in the final four under Busick. Um, you know, and, and I think like that just one, they ran into, you know, the best team in, and at least like, all right. So wherever you want to rank this Maryland team in terms of the greatest ever at the very least, they're the best team in the past like decade plus. So like Cornell ran into an absolute buzzsaw. Um, but also like they also, this is a program that needs to learn how to win these games. So I think that that's a, you know, it's, it's a bad loss, but I think that that's one of those losses where like, you'll see a lot of the same Cornell group back in, in final four weekend because they, they learned from this loss to then get them there the next go around. Yeah. I mean, it, it is also, I was just kind of, like thinking to myself when you see like CJ curse and Connor Busick, it's like crazy. Cause there's like Busick's such a young bright-minded coach curse is a young, like promising attackman. And that could be the last time we see them in the final four too. You know what I'm saying? Like you think that like, to some extent, like, wow, like, you, you know, you're so young, you have this like bright future ahead, which they do, but it is like so hard to get there that I was just thinking like, it is kind of crazy that like in this business, like, you're not really promised another like return to championship weekend. Like just yeah. because you're talented and a freshman or like just talented and a bright, bright coach. But um, I think that Busick will be back, but I hope Cornell can, can punch through eventually like to the next, to the next level. You know, yeah. who, uh, you know what I was going to say is uh, we keep getting tweeted at by this guy, coach Don. Have you seen this? I have not, but go ahead and, and, he predicted, and lay it on me. He predicted that Tucker Dordovic would, transfer from Syracuse he then okay. he then called a day like two weeks before anybody else that Tucker Dordovic was going to go to Georgetown and then yesterday he tweeted about Maryland and this is what he said hearing the Terps didn't deal with the heat well yesterday 10 plus guys got IV fluids after the game going to be 90 tomorrow dot 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 and then in the fourth quarter they, they, looked, they looked like they, they couldn't deal with the heat. They looked like they were fatigued a little bit. I mean, I don't know who this Coach Don is. Coach Don's plugged in right now. He, I'll, I'll tell you what. A lot of people talk about how connected they are into the lacrosse world. And yeah. a lot of people are talking <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. But, <laughs> but Coach Don, I would trust this guy with my life. I'm not kidding. I'm, yeah, I mean. I, it, I, I'm, it, I, I trust his sources more than Ty Zanders. More than, like, you can name anybody in the lacrosse. I'll take coach John over them. I I need to know who this, I need to know who coach Don is, but also I love the intrigue of not knowing who he is. I'm, it's it's definitely uh, someone who used to play. Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Uh, no, I'm, I mean like, and we heard even like leading up to the weekend, like how Maryland's sick and tired of having to play that second game on Saturday. So it's like, you knew that that was going to take a physical toll on them. Um, but like, I mean, they literally hit a wall in that fourth quarter. Um, so, I mean, luckily they were able to just build themselves up and a nice little lead uh, to just let them <clears throat> barely hang on there at the end. Uh, 
another first quarter hat trick for this offense. I, I think I saw Dan Arestia tweet out a stat. Like it was like the, the 12th game this year where someone had a hat trick in the first quarter. Uh, so Anthony DeMeo had his three in the first quarter, uh, a couple goals out of group that low to high stinger was, was sick, mm-hmm. uh, a pole goal. Um, so yeah, I mean, luckily they, they were able to, to build it build up that lead they held on and yeah now they are national champs and they'll forever go down in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time whether they're top five top three top one wherever you want to put them they're in that conversation where are you putting them who do you who do you think can challenge them like i i, I think 06 virginia and 90 hughes i think are like the two where 14 duke Okay, so That's like what Evan Malloy said, I so are are like are we saying like as far like roll out the ball and like let these teams play against each other like who wins or are we saying like their body of work? I I think that every aspect of Maryland is better than every aspect of Duke lining them up no matter how you want to, like roll yeah. it out sure like season yep. Like everything like, like, okay, so like, would would Jordan Wolf be the best player on the field in that game of fourteen Duke versus twenty two Maryland? I would say yes, but I, I would say that Maryland was a much better team than that Duke team. Yeah, like I think face off, face off goes in favor of Maryland. Defense goes in favor of Maryland. Goaltending goes in favor of Maryland. Like midfielders for sure in favor of Maryland. Defensive midfielders, Maryland. I think I, maybe, I, I just think may, that maybe you go attack. Maybe you could say the attack Duke was better because of Jordan Wolf. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even say the whole attack. I, I would just say that Jordan Wolf was better. Yeah. No. I'm just. I, I'm trying to give Duke a bone, and it's no, not I'm, even a full bone. No, that, I'm just that's saying, a, I don't think it's even close. Has, has anybody? Has any? I haven't heard anyone ever put like that Duke team in the the greatest of all time conversation. They didn't. Then I feel like they did. So here's where I'll stick up for Duke in this conversation. When you're not, I mean, they, they went back. Yeah, they went back to back, which is when like, you're not in. When you're not undefeated in lacrosse, it's hard for anybody to ever say like that they're the greatest team of all time. But again, could 2014 Duke beat 1990 Syracuse? I'd say yes. Like, could 2014 Duke beat 06 Virginia? I'd say yes again. Yeah. I mean, like, all right. So yeah, like if, if you're playing with like your equipment and your speed and like yeah. this and that, if, if you're, if you're taking all that like into consideration and saying like where they were at in their game versus where they were at in their game, like, I don't, then it gets a little dicey. It gets um, dicey, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like Jordan Wolf would make Pat McCabe look, look silly. Look silly at X, I think. I think so, but also like I don't know. Like I, I would I would love to see like a 1990 Gary and Paul Gate go up against one of these defensemen in today's game, or or even give me a defenseman in 2014. Like I think that they make them look like just as foolish as they made anyone in the 90s look. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But um so then like, you also have to imagine, okay, like if so, if like those guys were able to hang, like if, if anyone was able to 
at least contain the gates, then they'd probably figure out a way to contain some of these guys. I don't know. Either way, it's, it's definitely a conversation. Um, it's a conversation that at the end of the day, doesn't really mean a, a flying fuck. Um, it's just people's opinions. And that's, those are the best conversations to have because you can just argue until the cows come home and then no yeah, one's exactly. going to, no one's going to agree with you. If, if, you know, no one's going to change their opinion. So that's, that's what makes those arguments the best. Everyone just gets to be stubborn. They, they plant their foot in the sand and then they say, uh, no, you're, you're an idiot. You, uh, they played against plumbers. Um, all right. So yeah. So congrats to Maryland on capping off their perfect season. Uh, congrats to Tampa also on capping off a perfect season uh, in the D2 uh, national championship game. They take down Mercy 11 to seven. They were also just speed bagging teams all year long. Uh, so Tampa, they get it done in the D2 game. And then RIT, they go back to back. And as the D3 national champions, they only had one loss on the year. It was a one goal loss to RPI. So, uh, you know, between D1, D2, and D3, there was one loss and it was one goal loss. Uh, and anything on those two games or those two programs? Not much. Congrats. Congrats to Tampa for breaking through. I think it was first D2 title. So you can see that being first of many dude it's it's got to be so easy to get kids like tampa brings in like 50 kids a year like they've got like i I feel like they have like two like jv teams full of kids who just can't crack who get recruited there and then they show up and it's like oh yeah like we brought like 30 other kids and there's also a couple uh d1 bounce backs that come in like have fun playing jv like for four years Mm -hmm. and then they're like you know what actually yeah, I will have fun. I'm, I'm living in Tampa. The weather's sick. I get to play fun lacrosse. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tampa, Tampa has the makings there of just being an elite dynasty because it's gotta be so easy to get kids to go there. It has to be, has to be. Uh, I mean, all you're, all you're dealing with is just there, there like in Lemoyne, like where else? Limestone is down South. So. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, as far as RIT goes, it's just, hey, are you Canadian? Okay, have like here's a jersey. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, although RIT they they did have a tight one, and by a tight one, I mean a six goal win against Ursinus earlier in the season. So Ursinus is just six goals off pace to become D three national champs. Um, in the women's game too, North Carolina capping off their undefeated season. A lot of people say it's hard to beat the same team three times, but that's exactly what UNC did uh, on Sunday as they played BC for the third time of the year. Uh, much, much closer than, uh, than the last go around where they beat them up pretty well in the ACC tournament, 16 to nine. Uh, but this was another one goal win, 12, 11, uh, thought Charlotte North was going to be able to pull off another miraculous comeback, but it was just a little too little too late. Uh, so Jamie Ortega, Sam Geiersbach, and, and and the Lady Tar Heels, they get their uh, – what was it? That had to have been their first national championship in, in, in quite a few years, right? Did, uh, I'll fact check it really quick. Did they, did they do it in 26 – the same year as the, as the men? I feel like they might have. It was either them or Maryland. I, I yeah, I, I think we already talked about this on a previous so, yeah. episode. I think it was sixteen and seventeen, like uh, UNC, 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 and then Maryland, Maryland. 
Yeah. So they wait. So yeah, 2016 Maryland uh, UNC won. Yeah, won but but e- but either way, this was you know a, a long time coming for this UNC team who had been to the Final Four uh, so many previous years and weren't able to get it done. So uh, good for the UNC women. Um, tough way for for Charlotte North to go out. You know, obviously uh, we're Ocho stands over here, but that was uh, another great game to cap off a, a great weekend in the ladies tournament. Yeah, I mean, overall, the women's tournament kicked ass. Did Charlotte North, great career. She's going to do so much for the, the women's game. Um, the, the crowd at Homewood was very, very cool to see. Um, but, yeah, two, two undefeated teams, UNC and Maryland, to close off the year. Uh, it kind of sucks that we won't be able to see Ortega versus Charlotte again because I feel like that, those games were must-watch this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess they'll probably play against each other in the uh, athletes. At, 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 yeah, athletes, athletes United or athletes yeah. unlimited. Uh, oh, fuck. I think it's 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 one of those. It's it's an AU. AU is 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 the league. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just a. I'll go ahead. I'll call it a great weekend on lacrosse. I don't know if Saturday was necessarily great for the men's game, um, but sun, Sunday altogether was great. The and then um, and then Monday was really a really good fourth quarter. I'll go ahead. I'll call it a really good weekend for lacrosse. I'll go ahead and call it a really good weekend for women's lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. And, and anything else to close out this season? I know that we'll be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be coming right back around uh, later on this week for our PLL week one preview show. So it's not like we'll be going anywhere for, for any extended period of time, but uh, any closing remarks on the college across season? Um, look again, not an excuse guy. It's, it's definitely a little fishy that Notre Dame wasn't in the tournament. Um, I think everybody knows that Maryland got lucky. I think that everybody knows that Maryland got lucky that they didn't have to face Notre Dame for a second time this season. I think that everybody knows that Maryland would have lost to Notre Dame if they played in the tournament. But look, it's one of those hypotheticals that we'll never know. <laughs> I, 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 I do think the, the one thing that will make this like a really great weekend for college across is the fact like you do have to go back and just retool the selection process for the tournament. So even all things considered, like, I, I think, like, I, I think that this year will be good for college across because we realize that that asshole Donna can't have all the power in the world. And we need to figure out a way to actually make a tournament that makes sense. Um, so all, all good things. We'll, we'll come yes. out of this one. Yeah. Um, All seriousness. Congrats to Maryland. Um, it, they went undefeated. They had to play who they had to play. And yeah, I totally agree with what you said. It's the, the one shiny spot of this whole, like, like the, it wasn't the most exciting tournament in my opinion, but it definitely will help for future. Cause I think that everybody was kind of on the same page that at least one's one school got fucked. Yep. 
Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, so we will be getting now ready, turning the corner over into the PLL season. Uh, if you're going to be at the games in Albany this weekend, make sure you let Dukes know he'll also be, uh, he'll, he'll be making the trip over to Albany for that one. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to us on YouTube or the crease dive there. We are also at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.